0: Hello and welcome to Business Without my name's Dominic Frisby and this week we continue with a bite-sized episode taken from our conversation with Tom Graham. Now if you caught last week's episode uh, you would have heard just how articulately Tom spoke about a range of topics, so much so that Dee, our producer, decided to save his favourite part of the conversation for its own mini episode, speaking about one of uh, his and my uh, favourite subjects, uh, and one that's on the tip of everyone's tongue at the moment, cryptocurrency. Not even sure what cryptocurrency is? Don't worry. Andy isn't sure either. And you'll hear Tom break it down beautifully, as well as hear some advice on uh, how to take your first steps in the world of DeFi. So here we go.
1: I mean, I half understand this stuff, but I feel so fucking out of my depth trying to keep up. I mean, all the stuff that's been going on in the news about the games company, you know, and the uh, what is it, the Reddit buying, and and then I look at the sort of scale of these communities, these young people, and and they they all live in a world that doesn't exist. It's almost like the new, you know, this new world's created, and everyone who's over forty doesn't even know it exists. And I just don't know how to keep up. Like, yeah, I mean, God, I don't. How the hell
2: do you keep up? Uh, to, embarrassingly, um, I liked a bunch of things on Google news and, um, maybe once a day I go and scroll through the feed that it pops up to me. Um, and there's a bunch of, uh, in, like daily articles across that kind of the blockchain stuff. And then I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, maybe 20, 30, 40 different podcasts. Uh, and you can get through them if you listen to them very quickly, like on three and a half speed or something like that. Um, So that's that's where the real substance is, to be honest, because mostly print, anything you find in print is kind of saying the same stuff, the same headlines over and over and over again, right? But podcasts are um, really substantive. Get two experts talking about something. What's the best way
0: to play DeFi?
2: Um, Currently, uh, I would say that um, there are some simple applications uh, like Compound, which allows you to borrow... stable coins against um, so you put up your Ethereum as collateral and you borrow stable coins against that. Um, And then you could use those stable coins to um, uh, buy more Ethereum, (laughs) you know, so you're kind of like using it as leverage um, or um, then you put those stable coins into various um, uh, other DeFi protocols, which may give you a yield. So you may be able to get uh, three or 8% or 10% or more by providing liquidity to a, um, a swap pool um, or some other kind of um, service, which these um, DeFi protocols uh, enable. So, is there a coin, a good coin to
0: play DeFi by? Is there, do you have a favourite DeFi coin?
2: I think the simplest game to play in DeFi, and, and people talk about, you know, like playing it like it's a computer game, right? Uh, would be that um, if you bought some Bitcoin and then you turned it, you wrapped it on the Ethereum network to get um, WBTC. So you've taken your BTC, which is your Bitcoin, and you have um, uh, got from that, you know, you've know you transferred that to the Ethereum network and now you've got WBTC that exists on the Ethereum network. You stake that as collateral on compounds. So now you've exposed to the price rise in Bitcoin long term. So that's a good asset to have. And then you um, borrow stable coins, um, so Tether or something like that. And so they don't fluctuate in valuation, but you borrow those against your Bitcoin and hope that your Bitcoin goes up so that your um, uh, you know you don't have to re-collateralize um, your your loan, right, with more Bitcoin. Um, and then you've got X number of um, USDT tether stable coins um, that you can hold on to and, and then you put those into a different DeFi platform to get a yield. So maybe you're getting three or five or eight percent off um, you know uh, your stable coins, but then you're also riding the increase, the long-term increase in value of Bitcoin. You, Fuck you got yeah, that, Andy?
0: Are you got that, Andy? Are you
1: going to do that? Let, so let, me, try that let call, me try and break that I down. Let me try and break that down. to do
2: that, Andy.
1: In <laughs> layman's language. I mean, I, honestly, I need to understand that a tiny bit. I'm sorry if it, t- but... Okay, so we're in a decentralized world. Does so that mean fuck the banks, fuck everyone? So I'm in my own little world now, and then I'm going to get this Bitcoin, which is decentralized. I'm going to wrap it. I don't know why I need to wrap it. Is that some sort of way of turning it into another
2: commodity? Or you you want to um, express Bitcoin runs on the Bitcoin network. Yeah. But you but all of the DeFi applications they run on the Ethereum network, and oh, so you okay, need to yeah, right. express. You need to wrap up your Bitcoin in a way that can be where you get a token on the Ethereum network, and that token is called WBTC, uh, or similar, there are some alternatives. Okay, so now I'm effectively
1: on my own little virtual stock exchange with, with, with what would normally be money. And I can now say, okay, I've got Bitcoin, which hopefully go up in value, and I'm going to go buy dollars. So it's a bit like I've got an emerging currency, and I'm going to go, or something that seems to be increasing. I've got Chinese yen, and I'm going to go buy dollars. And then you're going to leverage this money at the same time on another platform. So you can play all the games stockbrokers play. And hence, I'm getting confused because you're using all that sort of language that's been designed to confuse people.
2: Yeah, what I described is exactly the same as say you have 100% equity in your house, right? And that's your Bitcoin. And then you borrow some money from a bank against your house. So you have a mortgage and and that's backed against your house slash your Bitcoin uh, in, in the crypto case. And then you take that money and um, you uh, buy a bunch of equities with a dividend yield. So, um, you know, you know, you're getting a couple of percent a year and you're also writing up the capital appreciation in your house. Um, uh, but if your house goes down in, in value right suddenly, um, you may have a problem with the bank wanting you to recapitalize that loan. So. Um, you know, if Bitcoin crashes down to zero, this is not a good place to
1: be. But people are tending to do this in smaller amounts in a way, aren't they? You might be doing it in bigger amounts or someone might, but this is almost stuff you, why you talk about games, it's almost stuff you can do with £10, isn't it?
2: Yeah, this is one of the, um, this is where the crypto world kind of like interfaces with what's been happening with Reddit and GameStop is that um, this world, it's decentralized and unpermissioned in the sense that um, you can do it with one cent from remote Uh, Western Sahara, right? Um, You don't have to have complicated relationships with banks and brokerage accounts and minimum deposits and um, all the stuff that keep people out of the financial system. So um, it is very, very effective as a um, set of infrastructure to allow, say, um, uh, poor young men in um, rural Egypt to um, make a little bit more money than they would be able to make normally. And they may be doing that with like small amounts of principle, like a hundred US dollars or something like that. But the fact that they can get access to financial products that deliver a yield or in some way go up or have some benefit in the way that we like take for granted in the Western world, this delivers like incredible outcomes in terms of um, lifting people out of poverty and changing the realities for people in places like, you know, Alexandria in Egypt or something like that. So,
1: And it's as complicated as learning to play a Sony PlayStation game, isn't it? It's like you got to learn some rules, you know, it'll take you a while to work it out or you go into a casino, you know, and whatever. I mean, Dom is the oldest man in crypto. Do you do this shit? No,
0: I don't get it. <laughs> I just am out of my depth. And and I do, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good, I think, with Bitcoin. But I just get, even just doing one of these schemes where you lend your Bitcoin out and get five percent worries me, because I just think, well, what happens if they go bust and they run off? And there have been examples where this has happened. And you know, I, I prefer just to own coins and hope they go up.
2: <laughs> and so, do you do you put them in kind of a cold storage wallet? That's
0: yeah, yeah. That's I got your- I um. I, I got hacked way back in the day and I lost a lot of Bitcoins. I'd be a gazillionaire now, unfortunately. So I learned my lesson the hard way.
2: Mm, yeah, wow, wow, wow. That is, um, there are many, many stories. Uh, the further you go back in time. Um, the worse uh, it gets. The, the, yeah, the larger the stories are in terms of monetary value.
1: Do you see that guy searching the dump that bloke's been looking for his stuff for seven years?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that story's been going around for years and he, he just, that poor guy. But I mean, there was a, an exchange. The first sort of official Bitcoin exchange was called Mt. Gox, and it was such a hotspot operation. And it's just one of those things, right place, right time. And the people who ran it were just way out of their depth, and everyone was just too lazy. They just, you know, you think you leave your stocks with your stockbroker, you leave your bitcoins on on your Bitcoin exchange, and they all left them there, and the exchange got hacked, and and I think it was 1.4 million bitcoins got stolen. Which at the time was about one fifteenth of all the bitcoins that existed, or sorry, one tenth of all the bitcoins that existed, and you know they were all stolen. And there would have been people on there who would have paid, you know, one dollar, five dollar, ten dollars a bitcoin. Maybe they invested ten grand into bitcoin. They might have ten thousand bitcoins as a result. Ten thousand bitcoins today, I don't even know what ten thousand yeah, times forty thousand is. It's 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 it's, it's uh, I think of four hundred million, it would make you, but you know. Uh, just an an extraordinary sum of money that not, wouldn't just change your life, but the life of all your descendants <laughs> for the next 10 generations. You know, it's so much money. And these guys, you know, they all did it. They were in the right time. They did everything right. And they just didn't take control of their bitcoins. And they, they've lost them to some hacker. And, you, you know, I bet uh, people have committed suicide because they just know that they're never going to make that money back. Then never have a chance like that again.
1: Part of the problem, though, is is you look back at the past and you say, "Oh, you know, it's too late for Tesla stocks," or you know, Bitcoin's gone up twenty-seven times just in the last two years. So I've missed the boat. But I remember this old Indian client uh, I had who who I, he, I said, "Oh, why don't you put some of your money into London property?" And he said, "Andrew, for fifty years I've been looking at London property, and every year I've said it's overpriced." <laughs> and he says, "After fifty years, I can't fucking do it now because I've been wrong." for 50 years and I was like, it was some you know, some time period like that. I feel a bit like that with Bitcoin. The intelligent people I'm talking to are kind of like, you haven't missed the boat, just get on the boat. Okay, greed is a fucker. Like you wish you'd made 27 times your money and your problems would be over, but would you have? Do you know? Would they just be sitting on a, a database somewhere and you, you'd you be feeling like you're rich and then you'd die and you, you, your descendants would never get the keys or whatever?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's my first email about Bitcoin was when it was 22 cents. It was December 2010. And I looked at it, I thought, oh, that's a good idea. It was just some newsletter I read mentioned it. And then about six months later, people started sending me Bitcoin. Because at the time, I was writing a lot about gold and why we need money reform. and People started sending me Bitcoins. That's what people used to do. They would send you five Bitcoins or something. You know, five Bitcoins is 200 grand today. But they would send you five Bitcoins to you know, get you interested in the tech. And I would look at it and I remember, you know, uh, one of my sort of disciplines as an investor is not to buy stuff after it's doubled. And it would go from $1 to $2 to $4 to $8. It kept doubling. It went all the way up to $32. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I've missed this. And then it went from $32 all the way back to $2. <laughs> And uh and then it just carries on going up. And I remember it went went to $100 and I was actually interviewing Tyler Winklevoss on a on a podcast. He was the guy that that you know one of the Winklevoss brothers, the guys that supposedly invented Facebook and they got the huge payout from Mark Zuckerberg. And the Winklevoss twins were buying Bitcoin at $100 and I remember thinking they were mugs. And 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 now they're you know they're both billionaires. Many times over I believe. And so I'm afraid that syndrome just I completely get it, Andy. But at a certain point, you just got to bite the bullet and go, this is the price. I will say this about Bitcoin. It is a rabbit hole. And you know the, the, you can't just go, right, I'm going to buy a million quid's worth of Bitcoin or 10 grand worth of the Bitcoin over. Just start off and buy 25 quid's worth and just play with the tech, send money to a friend, get them to do the same, just play with it. It is a new technology. And the better you can work the technology, the the better you will invest any money you put in. And even if it doubles in price in the time, you know, in the week that you're learning the tech, we'll just swallow that. Because, you know, if you don't know the tech, you get hacked, things go wrong.
1: Are you a mathematician, Tom? Because I noticed that I could, could never do pure maths. I could do physics, but I needed to be physical. And I, I struggle with the, the, a lot of the coins that we, you know, some of them I learn about through you. It's all just, it just ends up, it's all virtual. It's, it's just all sort of air.
2: This is, this is funny, actually, because I was a I was very good at math in school. And then I went to law school and became a lawyer. And um, as a profession, everybody in law pretends that they're not good at maths. It's like a point of pride, right? Um, so uh, for a long time, I didn't do any math whatsoever. And then, um, uh, you know, you had to learn the financial literacy equivalent of, of basic math, right, to um, be able to think about crypto um Basically, right. So, so I had to work that out, and then running companies obviously takes um, a fair amount of accountancy and that kind of stuff. So, um, that that basic stuff definitely, um, but uh, kind of more pure mathematics and stuff like that. I, I never really went down that route.
1: But you, you seem more comfortable I mean, you were an advisor on this, reading white papers and stuff. I mean, is that do you fall that more in the law category, or is it more mathematical? I mean, that's a weird question. But which bit of your brain you find is sort of making decisions?
2: Um, I think that in terms of like the the technology side of what I do, like um, building products and that kind of thing, uh, you have, uh, um, you're thinking about systems um, and you're thinking about how humans interact with those systems um, and you are plugging in different bits of technology with different um, properties. uh, And then, you know, ultimately um, someone is going to have to code these things together and, and solve all the problems of getting them to interact right in the way that you want to. But like from a product point of view, I guess that's how I think about technology or or read these white papers, which are talking about different systems or setups of blockchain. Blockchain technology, um, uh, in in a general sense, um, combines a bunch of different features um, and code and systems that interplay with each other um, that are quite intimidating to get your head around to begin with, you know, like um, how finalization works, et cetera, It's not easy to get your head around originally, but then um, uh, once you have a basis in it, you can move your way up the the complexity scale. Um, So if you're coming from a non-technical background, it is, or if you're not a coder or a a technical person, as it were, you can get there, um, but it is very intimidating, but, but not impossible, I'd say.
0: Would you agree, Tom, that a simple way to play the DeFi boom is simply to buy Ethereum or maybe Polkadot, which is another coin similar to Ethereum?
2: Two things. One like, quote unquote, playing DeFi, which is where you're trying to use those products to get um, kind of a stable financial advantage, like you're seeking some kind of yield. Um, Alternatively, if you just want to speculate um, uh, to take advantage of the interest in DeFi, then Ethereum is a pretty good bet or Polkadot. uh, You're spot on, I think.
1: Go and learn about this decentralized finance and play the game. It's not just about Bitcoin. There's all sorts of shit moving around. Read the stuff, follow the form, you know, play a game. But, but you know, it's the old rules of gambling, isn't it? Remember that, you know, investing is a lot like gambling. Don't, don't spend more than you can afford, you know? Don't put your family at risk. Put a grand on the table and say, look, if I fucking lose it all, I don't care. I've burnt it in a restaurant or, you know, whatever in my life, you know?
0: Well, that was business without. Join Andy Uri and me, Dominic Frisby, for another episode next time.